Welcome to Red Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White and D-Law, Dan Lawless. Welcome to Pred Wings Podcast, episode 80. Uh, yeah, we're getting inch closer and closer to that magical 100, which I don't know if that's the magical number for us or not, but I hear in the podcast world, 100 is a good number. Well, we got a little ways to go there, Dula. Uh, for us, it might be 500. It could be. But we're all having fun, so that's all that matters. And you're listening to us on social you're listening to us on social if you're listening to us on so uh then you must have us on social media uh pride wings podcast on facebook discord and instagram x and youtube we're at pride wings pod and our email is pride wings podcast at gmail.com and you can just uh do away with those uh emails for that last comment um, or I, I want to give a round of applause to D-Law for he, he nails that every time in the show. He nails it. Well, That's not a recording. That is actually him over and over and over. That's because I have it written down right in front of my uh, eyes, and I've said it enough. I mean, 80, 80 episodes worth. <laughs> True. But, but, um, uh, it, the hate mail might come in after this episode because it's it's it. I mean, we don't really have a lot of content because of the All Star break, but I think we'll have a, a decent show here. Um, I'm gonna, it's, it's a doozy right from the get go. I'm Let's gonna load it up. I'm gonna go right ahead and with the beer league minute, even though there really isn't one, but it'll be more like an update. Well, it's going to be real quick. It just an uh, update. Is, remember last episode we were talking about me, how I got injured in my last Tuesday game that I had played, obviously. Um, and I said, I believe, did I say last week it was a fracture, I think? No, I don't think you even mentioned it. We, we It's been a little while since we had a show. This is all new. Okay. Um, yeah, we're supposed to so record. He was, he was injured in a game. Start with that. I did mention the injury in the game. Um, so anyway, I ended up going to the hospital the next day. Uh, took x-rays, obviously. Um, well, so it showed a fracture um, in the elbow, which the, the technical name they called it was the, uh, if I can pronounce it. O-Cran, yeah, something like that. O-Cran, O-L-E-C-R-A-N-O-N. No E. Although oh, it sounds like uh, something like it would be a head craning when when that's I don't know. So anyway, uh, so you know they scheduled me for the uh, ortho orthopedic uh, uh, meet uh, uh, appointment. So I went to that, and then they they got me scheduled for surgery, which was the the next Tuesday, which would have been a week after the injury. So I guess that's not bad. I mean, it's, uh, 
probably not as fast as an NHL injury, but hey, I'm not an NHL star yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, <that's> right. <laughs> um, so um, I don't want to get this long and drawn out. So um, it went well. At least I think it did because I don't remember anything once they rolled me Wait in. Wait a second. Can, we, can you just go over really quick how the injury happened? Oh, I had fallen. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Let me intro this. <laughs> okay, go ahead. It sounds like a banana's slip, doesn't it? Go for it. Tell us your story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I slipped because my skates were not dull. They were not sharp. They were not dull. They were dull. They were not sharp. And kind of like me. And <laughs> I had fallen three times in that period, and I had slid and fell and slid and all alone. And nobody touched me. Nobody was even around me. Knowing him was probably and a breakaway. No, I was chasing after a puck in the corner, and I slid, fell, slid into the boards, and that's what happened. I put my arm up instead of my head, which is probably a good thing. I probably wouldn't be talking here today. Um, or at least I'd be talking out of a straw or something, or whatever the hell they talk out of. So you don't have that sound effect, do you? No, no, <laughs> I do not. So anyway, um, so back to the surgery. They really, you know, that arm. Obviously, that's probably a good thing. Um, I was really worried. Um, there was really I he was, was like, beside himself. He was terrified he wouldn't yeah, make it. Yeah, any terrible thing you could think of. And I was like, dude, they probably do about a thousand of these in our city daily. So, so, you know, they wheeled me in on the, on the bed into the room and they told me to, to get up into the other bed. So I did that. And then after I did that and I don't remember anything until they wheeled me out into the hallway. So apparently I was in there for two and a half hours and it wasn't just one fracture like the X-ray shows. Somehow, I don't know how the X-ray missed it, but apparently there was multiple fractures. Now, I don't know. It didn't say how many, but they said multiple. So I don't know if that meant like two or five or ten or however many bones are in an elbow. I don't know. But so I'm on demand. Um, it's probably going to be a long road. I probably won't see the ice until at least April, May. I'm guessing. Well, you got some time to think about your actions of not getting your skates sharpened. Yeah, and plus, and especially since I can get them done for free at the rink because I work there. So that's it for the beer league minute, and there probably won't be another beer league minute <clears throat> until I get back on the ice. You folks are spared for the next few weeks. <laughs> yeah, wrong. Well, you don't have much this week for the wings. No, I can uh, hit it off. So we we hosted Ottawa, a struggling Ottawa Senators team, a team that Detroit was anticipated to beat, a team that Detroit should have outdone, outmanned, outplayed, and they kind of fell flat. And we played a garbage Ottawa Senators team, which was just not good. Um, they hung in there with a low-tier team throughout the first couple of periods. Uh, the only bright spot of this game was by Dylan Larkin continuing his point streak. Dylan Larkin, he shows up 
every single week, every single game, even on his down games, he's, you know, he's still out there and it's nice that he's present. It's nice to have him around. He's got 23 goals on the season. Um, you know, you look at Brady to Chuck and he's got 22. So, you know, Larkin's up there. He's, he's obviously showing his worth. He's obviously showing what he means to this Red Wings team. And he knows the position they're in right now. He's been around this organization through the slums and the locker room feels different. The city feels different. And I, I you know, I'm going to get into this and finish this and I want to make a, a quick conversation, but Larkin shows up each week and this game ends up going into overtime. So the predator or the predators, I'm getting ahead of myself here. The senators forced Detroit into an overtime. And this is where I, I'm embarrassed for the Red Wings is the entire overtime period. It was scored, you know, at 2.05 in the second period. So all that time in the second period, or I'm sorry, in overtime, Detroit didn't touch the puck one time. They had control not once. <laughs> it was embarrassing. You know, and, and the way I, I look at this is take yourself back to elementary school. Okay? Dela, are you with me? You follow me? Are you back in elementary school? Did I ever leave? No. No. But just, just go back to that time, okay? Now, right before Christmas break, that Friday, you get out of school on Friday, and then you've got the next two weeks because you've got Christmas and then New Year's before you have to go back to school. That's two weeks of not worrying about anything. Your freedom, you're playing with friends, you're wrestling with your your brother, whatever you guys did. But you have two weeks of not having to go to school. That is how the Red Wings played that overtime. That is how they played this game. They could not wait. Can you pick any longer, more ridiculous? I forgot no how long that stupid thing was. Sorry. I just lost my train of thought, but that's how uh, the things were. Take it away, D-Law. It must be something about Ottawa because it didn't fare well for the Predators either. The Predators played Ottawa before Detroit played them. So I guess I can't blame Detroit. <laughs> Maybe you could blame the Predators. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it wasn't pretty. Well, the first period was pretty as far as the Predators. Uh, they jumped out to a 3 nothing lead. Unlikely scores as far as, you know, this week, this year. Uh, McCarran, he's only got that was seven. Tomasino, that was his sixth. And then Trennan, his eighth. So not the likely goal scorers, even though you always see Added a couple assists. Um, Tomasino did add an assist, so he had two points on this night. But that was all in the first period, and well, nobody was nobody had any power play goals. Both teams were over three, so they were pretty pretty uh, pretty disciplined um, in that category, but. I I mean, the Predators came out flying in the first period. You know, I got outshot them, but it's like they forgot there's two more periods because Otto came out in the second period. They had a little slight edge in the shots, even though they they pretty much dominated. 
the period, and then uh, they almost pretty much two to one shots in the third. Uh, you know, they end up getting this game tied up, fought back from a three nothing deficit. So another blown lead for the Predators. Uh, Kachuk ends up getting the tying tying goal. Um, sends us into overtime, and then you know I don't want first shot on goal in Ottawa or in overtime and that was Claude Giroux and Ottawa comes out of good goes gets out of Nashville with a win. Overtime overtime win. Uh, so you know it wasn't it wasn't pretty the way they the Prince finished this game. That's just not just not not uh not acceptable really. I mean, it was a great start, you know, at home and everything. And or actually, that wasn't that was at Ottawa. The Preds returned home to play the Kings. They had two games in the South Star break. And another former Predator, uh, uh, Reddit Dave, uh, as I call him, No Save Dave. Um, well, at least he's got fans that appreciate him now. They like to call him Big Save Dave. Well. That's something with the pre- <clears throat> seems like you know these former predators that come in you know you know against playing against the predators they seem to to have good games. I don't know if it's them playing better against the predators or if the predators just don't know how to play against the former player. I don't know, but but yeah, he was in that for the Kings. Kings actually had a two nothing lead in this game which is kind of reversal from the last game. Um, and the Kings, since December 28th, um, they've had seven blown leads. And the Preds just absolutely dominated the third period. Um, but the Kings had two shots, and they scored to go up 3-1. to one. So, I mean, the Predators, played, they, they were dominating the Kings, and then... And and how 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 many times does this happen where a team would you know constantly you know has has another team penned in they can't score they just they're dominating and the other team doesn't have any shots and then they come down and get a shot and go and it goes in and the Kings did that on two shots so uh, I just the goalie needs you know it comes down to goalies you know not being in the game. Um, you know, they're not seeing any shots, so they're were they sleeping back there? I don't know. This is sorrow, so it wasn't a net for this game. Um the Predators had four posts in the third period. Um and the Kings got three goals from their fourth line. So, I mean, the Predators did a pretty good job on the top two two or three lines for the Kings, but it was a fourth line and you know, that comes, you know, depth. You know, that you need depth as an NHL, you know. And, um, but, you know, they, they pulled Saros with two minutes to go, which I guess is normal compared to some teams. You know, a lot of times teams will pull a goaltender with three or four minutes. But, um, you know, Fiala, another former Predator, he, he put, he scored in the empty net. And um, it's just another bad performance by the Predators. They outshot. Um, they outshot the Kings forty to twenty four. I mean, Riddick made the saves that you know he had to make. Um, Saros didn't. Um, it just, yeah, I don't know. Um, and I don't know if I, 
I want to talk about this now, or because it kind of revol- involves the Kings. Um, I know it, it, it's it's. I don't want to be jumping back in the in news section before I go anymore. Um, <clears throat> but because I don't really have anything, uh, you know, that's been from a recap. So I was just gonna, I have a brief uh, breakdown. Of, you know, the All Star scales. I'm not gonna. I didn't bother with the All Star game. I haven't bothered with the All Star game in, in how long. So I'm not even gonna even mention that. I'm not a fan of the All Star game. So. You know, they, I just want to, you know, briefly go through the all-star skills. Um, I actually did watch this, which is pretty amazing that, you know, I don't watch the all-star game, but the skills are actually interesting. It's just kind of, it's kind of a fun little thing. Uh, the fastest skater, you know, McDavid won it. Um, I don't know. He, he kind of caught, kind of caught a corner, caught a cone, but. Uh, he didn't knock it over, so I don't know what the what thing is in that. Matthew Barzell from the Islanders, he he was he ended up being the second fastest. Um, they had a one timer event that was a new event. Um, and Matthews, this All Star was in Toronto this year, um, so he's a hometown favorite, I guess. Um, he only got thirteen points in this event. Um, he was the last one to go. Uh, but Pasternak, I ended up beating McKinnon by one um, uh, with 20, uh, 24 points. Um, so, um, and then that, that, so. Like I, wanted to, why, I wanted to see Debrinkin in the one-timer competition. Like, they had him at the All-Star game. Why not let him participate? In- I know. It's like they have all these favorites because. And, I just, and that's there, what I mean. Like, there was I, no wings. There was no wings in the, in the skills competition. There was no predators. There was no. I don't. Does no Connor Bedard in there? No, they didn't. Oh, he wasn't in any of the skills. Mm. I thought he was in one. No, he was just. I think he was just there on the ice. Just oh. kind of. But he didn't. He wasn't competing in any events. Um, but I don't know if every does every team get somebody in the, in the in the game. Or no, I, I don't know. I can't remember how that works. If every team could send somebody, but there's you know uh, 32 teams. I mean, obviously you can't have. You know, I suppose you can't have 32 guys in the skills, but I, I don't know because I know teams. I, I just, but but the skills gets they're they're kind of I don't, I don't want to say silly, but I mean they're they're just trying so hard to reinvent the wheel every single year, like outdo themselves i mean when when is it going to run out i mean at some point they're going to run out of ideas and i i just kind of liked what, what it used to be yeah there was uh what six events and skills it, yeah and you just played a hockey game so no eight sorry there's eight um school back when bob probert wayne gretzky lemieux those guys would play it was an actual like hockey game so, obviously they scaled it back they didn't want to hurt each other but it was more um, entertaining to me. So they, you know, they had a passing challenge. Uh, that was actually kind of neat. They had little, little objects, you know, different size, and they had to, they're, they're skating, you know, up the ice, and they got to like hit these arch objects while they're mo- motion. And there's some little ones and big ones. So it was kind of, kind of interesting. And some of these hit some of the little, the little targets. Um, Elijah Patterson won that one. Uh, 25 points. They get so many points. I like one for the big one and two for a medium one, three points for the small one. And then there's a couple other, um, 
I think the little gnats and stuff. Uh, Makar ended up second in the passing one, and um, you know the NHL tried to fix even this thing by saying Pedersen didn't get his last shot off because there was a time. They got they got they're on a timer. They got to do it with for the thing, but he because they wanted Makar, I'm sure. But even though Pedersen is having a pretty good year. Um, then they went to a hardest shot, which is a mainstay, which is, you know, pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm good with that one. JT Miller um, ended up with 102.34 miles per hour, but then McCarr ripped a 102.56 mile an hour shot. I don't think it's the fastest. I think the fastest, ah! ever, I think the fastest ever is 108 um, or something like that in history, but um, a little side note on the hardest shot thing. I know this is not even comparing. I know it's our bigger league. This has happened probably five, six years ago. Our league had a a little skills competition type thing, and there were maybe three or four events. I was in a few of them. I, I was definitely not even I – mean, we had a fast skater, and I don't think I was even in the top. 20 <laughs> um but they had a hard shot and not sure i went first um i don't know how i managed but i ended up with a 56 mile an hour blazing slap shot <laughs> 56 miles an hour and then after that they ducks when you shoot it, it didn't even go up. It was like stayed on the ice and hit the back of the net. And they actually went after I shot that. They moved the, the radar gun thinking there was something wrong with it. <laughs> so they moved it up a little bit higher, but I ended up winning that. Uh, ended up with the highest, the fastest, or the hardest shot, the 56 in that league. And there's some. There was a pretty good, some players in there that that have we, a pretty we, good shot. At least a lot. We call you Fulton me. Reed. I mean, we you were the Fulton Reed of beer league. I didn't fall down when I hit, when I shot this one though. <laughs> <laughs> like I usually do when I have a slap shot. <laughs> do you remember Fulton Reed? Or are you too old for that? That might be too young. <laughs> no, you're definitely too old. The movie, The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I remember the Mighty Ducks. I just don't watch it very much. But Fulton Reed was that big kid, that like goon-looking kid. I'm not a in goon. Mighty Ducks too. Yeah, he yeah. Was part of the back. Oh, I remember now. I remember. But, but he would all he could do is shoot the puck like a hundred miles an hour. He could barely skate. Couldn't pass. You give him the puck, he'd shoot a hundred miles an hour. That is you of beer league. Well, I can pass. I just can't shoot. Well, <laughs> I don't. That's know. debatable. That's, that 56 was fine. I'm, that 56 was. That, I could buy. Put a lot of pucks at on your stick. Six miles an hour. That's a pass from Patrick Kane to the brinket. <laughs> that's what fifty yeah, but that's, miles an hour is in that's, the NHL. That's probably the hardest shot I've ever done. I don't even think I ever had a shot that's even See, close. But now you to always that. compare yourself to beer league. To oh, NHL. No, I mean, NHL does I this. Wasn't, NHL does that. Your well, slap shot was the same <laughs> speed as a cross ice pass. <laughs> I just, I just thought this was kind of, you know, talking about the hardest shot. I just, you know, it's like not even. No, I mean that's. Like, I'm not taking anything. That's impressive it's, it's for like, beer league. It's you like half, a hold of it. It's, it's like half as much as what they did. You know what? You know what that was though, Dila. Like you can, re- you can relate to this. Like when you're out on the golf course and you're just playing like garbage snot all day. You well, that's what you usually hit it. You sweat. You wind up feeling like this is going to be the one, and then it just barely rolls past the ladies' tee. But then there's that one shot 
these you just connect crap. Oh, you yeah. Just connect and it feels oh, I like had one of those. It's straight as an arrow, and it's like 300-plus yards <laughs> out there. That was your slap shot. Probably never, probably never do that one again. <laughs> but that's what it was. It was just that, like, that that unicorn moment. Like, this is a one in a million chance. I just got to connect with it once, and you did it. You freaking <laughs> did it. You'll never again shoot it over twenty miles an hour, but you or ten. Did it, but you did it when you had to do it, which impresses me a little bit. Yeah, I just I had something I'll I never forget. Find, I I think we should email Gary Bettman <laughs> and say, you know, it would really make the All Star Game much more relatable to your NHL fans. Is a beer league comparison? Oh, jeez. <laughs> the 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 average Joes versus the pros kind of a deal, <laughs> and have like a metric. Yeah, and you should be dumb, in it. Dumb it down like. Give a give a uh, like a handicap. I mean, yeah, but then, I, how would you watch? Would you continue to watch the All Star I mean, game? If a fifty like, six in, in beer league is probably comparable to a hundred and two in NHL. Like, no, you're probably I mean, not wrong. That's I mean, just I, I mean, like, well, it I mean, there, the level. there I mean, might I'm be somebody in beer league that might be able to hit eighty. Oh no, there's probably people that can hit hundreds. Yeah, if they, if they're probably like yeah, former college players, player. sure. But they're in beer league. <laughs> We're talking like low level beer league. You, you nailed it. A novice. <laughs> but um but yeah, I, I just think that I mean just just think if 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 you got a phone call or an email saying, Hey, Dan Lawless, we would love to have you come out and be a part of our hardest shot competition for the beer league division. You're gonna be on TV, we'll give you free tickets to the game. We'll put you up room and board, food, whatever you want is on us. The whole the whole shebang is on us. We just want you to come out, have a good time, and compete. Yes, you will embarrass yourself, and that's kind of the point of it. But we want you to come out and do this. Uh, how, how, oh, I mean, how, how cool would that be? Uh, well, on the same ice with, with McDavid and, and Austin Matthews and like how cool would that be? That'd be freaking awesome. That would be cool. That's what I mean. Like I would be hooked. I would. I would never miss an All Star game if that was. <laughs> if that were me. Maybe they need to do that more, or you know, have more skill. Well, I suppose they do need a game. Um. So you know, and then they move on to stick handling. Um. I don't know why. I mean, I don't. Not sure. I mean, it's not a new event, so I don't know. I'm just not sure why Stick Hangley is in the skills competition. But Patterson uh, wiped out um, going around the corner. That cost him the win, and McDavid win, wins, wins another one. Um, and then uh, they will go on to the accuracy shooting. Uh, McDavid won another one. Um, I think it was kind of rigged in his favor. I don't know. Matthews, uh, he was second uh, with four and 9.3 seconds, which – I probably couldn't even hit four. <laughs> you could uh, give me 20 minutes, I wouldn't hit four. Uh, McDavid did that, his four in 9.1 seconds. So, I mean, not sure. I mean, I guess two-tenths of a second is quicker, faster. But and then they go to a one-on-one. This is kind of a, kind of a goalie, goalie one, too. Um, 
although they did give points to the to the shooters. Um, Nylander ended up with nine points for the skaters. Um, I think he's don't and I think the skate they they got to pick which goalie. I think there was like four or five goalies. They got to pick which goalie they they wanted to shoot on, but they couldn't shoot on their teammate. So like Colorado player Makar couldn't shoot on Georgiev. How the hell do you say his name? Georgiev, I guess you could say it. Um, but speaking of Georgiev, he ended up uh, stuffing McDavid, which I'm kind of surprised that they didn't rig it in McDavid's favor. Uh, but he ended up winning the goalie part, which got him a hundred thousand. Then they move on to the obstacle course, and. That one, uh, the announcers were already giving the, the million dollars, which whoever won the, the skills got the million dollars. And in before this obstacle course event, which was the last one, they were the announcers were already giving McDavid the million dollars before he even started. <laughs> um, but that's you know I, you know I keep saying another it's another rigged event. Um, he won this one, uh, but was it thrown by some of these other players because they missed some targets and they stumbled, a couple of them stumbled a few times. Um, so you know I I just I, you, you want you gotta wonder I mean because you know. That NHL just loves McDavid. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think everybody is going to be cheering, cheering about that one. Right, Ronnie? No All-Star Weekend next week, next year. I'm, I'm thinking because of the Olympic. Um, I believe there's one oh, Olympics next, season, next year. I think it's the Summer Olympics. Oh, I don't know, but there's no All-Star Weekend next year, so. So, anyway. Um, so, no excuses for the boys. Yeah, so, that, that you know, so McDavid ended up with the million dollars. Um, Again. So, that's, that's uh, I, you know, I said I was going to be real quick on the All-Star. It was a little bit longer than it probably should have been. But, so, and, you know, so I'm just going to. I don't have any Predators, real Predators news. No, just Patrick Kane's coming back. Oh, I thought you were talking about that. I just, I did already. I, I thought you were talking about that last week. I thought I remembered. Is he still? Well, it was a short week for the All Star anyway, because isn't But no, he was anticipated to come back after the All Stars, and that's exactly. Oh what yeah, was. that's another thing I wanted to mention about all these so far so. Good. Injured players just before the All Star well, break. Patrick Kane missed like four or five. Well, games, so he was, yeah, but he wasn't in the All Star game anyway. He wasn't in the All Star game anyway because he didn't play how many games. If he played the whole season, he probably would have. But all a, these, he's on a good pace. He's having he's having a good year. I love having him in Detroit. I hope they sign him for a three three year deal or a two year deal at the end of the season. But I'm just you know all these. Players that have been playing all season, they just miraculously find an injury four days before the All Star game, so they don't have to play in it. Or even though I think they still do the skills, I don't know. And they'll be coming back after the All Star break. But anyway, um, 
I wanted to mention this before I jumped in the All-Star, but because the Preds just got done playing the Kings at home. Kings actually beat them. Um, that was, what did I say? That was a 4-2 to win for the Kings. Uh, I think one was a Dine goal. But then the Kings fired their coach. They just beat the Predators, and then they fired their coach. Well, maybe, he, this, maybe the, they're downplaying the Predators. you ever the, think of that? The Kings, are, well, everybody do that. But the Kings were 3-8-6. It's December 28th. And the Kings have been in our Pred Wings 10 pretty much all season, if, if you remember it, right? At least yep. mine. And, I I mean, I know they're having a, you know, like I said, the last, since December 28th, they that, that was their third win against the Predators. So they're, they're in a little bit of a slump. But, I mean, every team goes through a slump. And they're still, um, what, what are they? They were still hanging out. In the fourth, fourth in their in their division, and they'd probably be third if it wasn't for the Edmonton streak. And even that said, they're only three points behind them, who's been on that terror. So, and then they, you go out and fire that. I don't. There, there must be something more. I don't know the coach. Maybe there's, you know, behind the scenes. There almost has to be something else. I, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I can't it's, see. It's stuff. I know every team goes to a slump, but you don't fire a coach. I mean, it's mid-season. You don't fire a coach when they are three and six in a two-week yeah, span. They've been on a skid though. I just don't. You know, I mean, they're they're in fourth. They're, you know, they're 15 wins on the road, 15, 6, and 4, and at home they're 8, 9, 6. I mean, and their home record is not that great. They're a plus 20 in the differential and the goals for, goals against. Um, you know, their last 10, they're 3, 5, and 2. I'm not much better than, the than you know, 3, 8, and 6 since he's 7th. I just... I don't know. I just I can't figure out why. Why I don't I, I just it's mind-boggling. I don't understand that. I mean, I have no insight on it. I don't know any of this just to it or why they did it. I have no clue. He must have lost the locker room. That is, that must be. I don't know. Um. <clears throat> but I know this was actually supposed to be recorded before uh, the All-Star break started again. But, you know, we, I mean, Preds and Wings haven't played yet in the All-Star break. They they don't, they'll start, uh, their, both of their games are coming up on Saturday, their first game back from the All-Star break. But Vegas, um, you know, Edmonton had that win streak. Uh, 16 games, I believe it was. Um, Vegas uh, comes in. Actually, there was it was in Vegas. Um, that was zero nine. That was uh, was Monday. Was it Monday? Monday or Tuesday? That was like one of the first games back from the All Star break. Uh, might have been Tuesday. Cause I don't know if there's any games on Monday, but Vegas ended up, ended up uh, ending the streak at 16. So, and I know Tocket had meant come out publicly. He he's the coach for um, Vancouver, is it? I think it is. It was Vancouver at Rick Tocket. He was a member of the Penguins, 
he was uh, he came out and said because they were asking him uh, about you know the Edmonton streak, and he's like, "No, I hope they don't get it." It's like everybody's like, "Yeah, great." They all, they all, you know, he was saying how everybody says, "Yeah, that'd be great," but he's like, "Nobody ever wants you your streak to end." He was a member of the Penguins' uh, streak. It was was it seventeen or eighteen? So their streak is still. Yeah, we mentioned it last show, and I don't remember. It was like seventeen or eighteen, I think it was. Um, so their that streak is still intact. Uh, Vegas, I mean, Edmonton's while well, they're still number two uh, as far on the on the record. Um, and then uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Kuznetsov, I don't know if we talked about him the last couple of weeks. He's going to be entering the player assistance. He's going to get help. Not sure what happened. I don't know if I did. You talk about him. Um, sometime or was that was that another player about that? I don't remember. I'm not sure. But um, so he's getting some help, and I thought there was somebody else too. Who did you say? Uh, Kuznetsov, I believe he's in Washington. Yeah, yeah, he is, and he has was... a history. He has a history with this. Okay, there was somebody else too. Did you know that? Oh, um, I think I do remember something. He had a he has a video out there of him snorting coke in a hotel room. There's might not have been a hotel room, but so he had a little bit of a history with it. But you know what? I'm not knocking him. I applaud him for actually taking the steps to go do that, so he can hopefully prolong his his career a little bit because he's not a you know he's not a terrible player by any means. You know he's definitely an impact player, and it'll be nice to have him back, even though he's not on my team. But I I wonder if. There's something to that because it seems like there's been a lot of players. I don't know if it still, but I mean, obviously one or two players it is, but going back in the past, there's a lot of players that did that. Um, I don't know if it's got anything to do with, you know, how they do the smelling salts on the bench or I, I just don't understand. I know an ex King, uh, Jarrett Stahl was involved in that stuff. Um, I know. I think you mentioned some of the old time wings, like from the seventies and or eighties wings. Yeah, but I mean, you think about it. Like it was just you didn't diagnose it. I mean, all that stuff. That was just that was a normal way of life. I mean, like Bob Probert would snort cocaine in the locker room. I mean, don't mention any names, but we've talked to some local people who confirmed that that was the way of life in the seventies and eighties of hockey, where you just you snorted coke and drank beers in the locker room and went out and played you know it wasn't like it is today yeah so i don't i don't know well hopefully you know he'll get back on the road to recovery along with um can't think of the other one earlier this year um but then let's see. We want to move some injuries or suspensions first? Actually, let's move in. Yeah, take it away with suspensions. <clears throat> um. So Brendan Dillon, he was suspended three games for a check to head, uh, check to the head of uh, Penguins Noah Achari, who is more kind of a journeyman now. He was been out of Boston, Florida. 
think some Western Conference teams. Uh, Dylan has been suspended once before. Um, I mean, I, bang bang play, and I think he tried to get away with it, but he definitely caught him in the face. I mean, a yeah. all up. I mean, it was it was a very easy easy call. Yeah, but he, I mean, he he definitely hit him. Um, yeah. And I just think Achari's one of those guys that can get under your skin, and he's he plays that type of game also. And, you know, I just, yeah. And then, let's see, did we talk about, okay, we did talk about Kessler in the last game. Gallagher, did we talk about Gallagher? Yes, I think we talked about Gallagher last show, didn't we? I think we did. Five games? Yep. Okay, um... Truba was, was suspect. We did talk about him. Okay. Um, so Myers, he was, I don't remember if we talked about him. He was just fine for elbowing. Um, and that was against the Columbus Blue Jackets. He was, he elbowed Sean Corrali. Uh, I didn't really see the incident, so I don't know how bad. I mean, obviously, it, it couldn't have been too bad. I think. Doesn't Tyler Myers have a his little bit of a history? Not a lot of history. Yeah, but he's. I mean, it's hard. He's he was like six eight. Yeah, he's pretty tall. Um, yeah, that definitely plays a. I don't. He's he's not he's he's not Chara height, but he's pretty up there. Well, probably now. Well, Chara's not playing anymore, right? So he's no. probably he's probably the tallest player now. Um, Marchment uh, from the Stars. He he was fined. This happened against Toronto against Jake McCabe. Um, doesn't say that he that was five thousand dollar fine, so he didn't get suspension. Oh, it was inter- interference. It was an interference. Um, Again, I, didn't, I was I was watching part of this game, but I didn't remember. I don't remember seeing that happened in the second period. I don't remember that incident, so like it couldn't have been. It was probably just a I don't know. I, I think he hit him, but I don't. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, and I I can't really remember it, so it can't be too much of a. Couldn't have been too big of a of an hit, um, but I think that's about all the fines, the suspensions. Uh, but the more big injury um, that just happened, Sergeyev, um, kind of scary as that. I wasn't watching this game. Um, I was watching some other games, um, but he was taken off on a stretcher um, after a pretty dangerous uh they called it a reverse hit when and you, get on this I, you know how you know how i don't like this reverse hit crap but i just don't you know and this is exactly why i don't think it should be allowed i mean i mean i know you're gonna say a hit is a hit but a hit the purpose of a hit is to gain possession of the puck so if you had the puck already why do you need separation According to a rule that I saw, a check is to gain possession of the puck. Yeah, that's the purpose of a check, to gain possession of the puck. Okay. So if you have the puck already, you have possession, right? And they retained it. 
So why, if you have possessions of puck, why do you need to hit? Because you already have possessions of puck. Make a move. You're, you're going to get hit. Hit or be hit. Well, make a move to get around them or pass the puck. See, I don't agree with that. I like the hard hitting. And what 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 did this what did this hit do? It got him taken off on a stretcher. It's not my fault. It's no. hockey accidents. It's not your fault. You weren't on the ice. It was circuit charge. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, I know this is probably the. It might be just a freak one because the way his leg hit awkward or bent back. Um, he wasn't expecting it. But you know what? But this is the NHL. If I, I know you're gonna, uh, I go on rants about how oh we just wanted to be fast and high scoring. They took all the excitement. They took the 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 you know that start on that pizzazz out of the game when they are eliminating fighting in the big hits. I mean, hockey is you know if you don't love hockey now, it's not drawing people to the sport. It's just not. But if you want to continue to keep it that way. Then yeah, take the reverse hit out. Go ahead, take it out. But I mean, I know you're gonna say, you know, this is probably the first time a hit uh, injury has happened on a so-called reverse hit. No, I'm sure it happens more than we we know, way more. But um, but it is the game of hockey. I I when I when I sit down to turn on a Red Wings game. I want to see violence. And I, and I know that sounds crazy, but I want to see. I sit there and it's just like, man, who's going to make the next big hit? And then there's not any during the entire game. I mean, back I mean, back in its heyday, when I was loving the 90s and, you know, I would say late 80s through the 90s, actually enjoying hockey games, you would anticipate like, okay, who's going to be, you know, who are the heavyweights that are going to fight tonight? Like you just knew it was going to come and, and when that anticipation made it so much more exciting to watch the hockey game because it's like one big hit, this is going to happen. Or, you know, a two-goal lead, this is going to happen. And that's when you had guys like Probert and Stu Grimson lining up from each other, Wendell Clark and, you know, and, and Tony Twist. And, you know, you had these big name, you know, Marty McSorley. You know, you had all these big guys that that was their role, but they could produce at the same time. Like, yeah, a lot of times you look at them, it's like they're not going to be a 20, 30 goal scorer. But some of them were. I mean, Bob Probert, as I've mentioned before, made the All-Star game for scoring 30 goals in a season. He also probably recorded, you know, a, a gazillion fighting minutes. So, I mean, it, it, it was exciting, but there were always big hits. There was always rivalries. You know, people would pack the seats just to watch, you know, the next big fight. And then you have the Detroit, Colorado incident and just all the series of events for the next two years that followed that whole, the whole city, every city, all the cities, everybody watched those games because they knew, they knew that something was going to happen. You just don't have that now. You don't. I, I don't turn on a game and, and. Get excited, like man, you know what? The the wings lost, but man, that was a good game. Lots of fights. It was physical. You know, they they just went out there and battled. It's just not like that. It's like, oh, let's escape checks. Let's try to do a Michigan goal. Let's try to, 
you know, dance around and do between the legs stuff. I mean, if you tried to do that 15 years ago, you, you were getting annihilated in front of the net. Annihilated. But well, now, they probably weren't able to because they don't have the uh, – back then they had straight blades for the most part. Yeah, but even still, I mean, give them, give them all the equipment that they have today. I mean, Bob Probert or Marty McSorley – you know, these guys are going to just, they're, they're going to annihilate you. Like Zegers coming across the middle of the ice. I mean, it would have been Bob Probert's job if that kid gets in front of the net and starts going behind the net. You take him out. That was their mission, and they would accomplish their mission. So now Zegers is going to think twice about doing a Michigan. You know, Brad Marchand, he goes out and, you know, he does something stupid. Slewfoot's one of the guys, like when he went knee-to-knee on Cronwall and re-injured his knee. The next shift, he's going to be lined up against Bob Probert, and he's going to be given zero option but to either be a punching doll or to, or to you know, and to play into it. And this isn't, you know, I've gotten way off topic here. I mean, we went from something and I just kind of blew it up. But I I just do. I feel that the NHL has gotten weak. It's not unwatchable. But then you have, like, the TNT announcing crew. Like, I think they are great in-between-the-period announcers. Play-by-play is not their strengths. Except for that that one. And I won't name names because he's making more money than we'll ever see doing this no, I mean but but you need that personality I know you're talking about biz biz nasty but I don't always agree with him he's not good at play by play I I will say that but you need a hey, Jack character yeah I mean but you need that guy that goofy kind of Rob Gronkowski of hockey figure to, to just you know to kind of mix the group up he, he connects a lot of people but I just I think they're great in between periods. They're just you know. But again, where I'm getting at is the NHL is doing itself zero favors. I think they're there for I think they're there for the entertainment factor more than anything. Yeah, but what entertainment? Oh, it's going to be a high scoring game. No, goal, the the games are still not high scoring. You like? Oh, no, I mean they know, the but, but, TNT announcers are there for the entertainment. Oh, sure, right, right, right. But I mean, you also look at it. Now, Dila, when when you were younger, watching hockey, were there a lot of blowouts? Uh, it's, pretty close. It, it seemed like there was a lot more blowouts than there was now. I think, I and mean, there wasn't. I don't remember there being as a lot of little comebacks like there are now. It seems like a team gets a three goal lead, and it's like back in the day, three goal lead would be like, oh, the game's over. See you later." Now it's just like they're just getting started and it's like next thing you know it's 5-4. Yeah. Yeah, no I I agree. But what I what I'm saying is like I just don't feel that scoring now has, you know, drastically increased. I do agree that it's it's faster paced. I do agree that it's faster for players to score goals. But I mean if if you're looking to generate more offense. I just, I don't know. I, I mean, I'd have to look it up. I could just be spewing nonsense. I'm going off of 
you know, my memory of when I was younger, but I can't remember what I ate for breakfast this morning. But I just don't feel that, Uh-oh. you know, I just don't feel like you're getting, you know, high offensive games that you weren't getting back in, back in like the 90s when you had a little bit of, you know, when the Russians were really starting to become relevant in the NHL, you know, you had Bure, you had, uh, you know, the Russian five in Detroit. Mogilny. Mogilny. But, I mean, you had these. That is when the NHL really hit the melting pot, and that is exactly where Bettman should have kept the NHL was right there because you had your high-profile, you know, big name, fast, can score goals. You know, you had the, a mix of those guys. But then you also had your mix of, like, I wouldn't say that you're that you're heavyweights, like your Bob Proberts or your, um, you know, Tony Twists or Stu Grimson's, Joey Koser. But you had more of, like, the, the Darren McCarty's, Donald Brashears, Milan Lucic. Well, he's a big boy. You know, he would have he would have definitely been up there. But, I mean, you had, like, you like said a yeah, I mean, you just had these guys that would scrap, but they could score. Like, McCarty had that huge goal. I think it was the 96 um, finals. Is that the one from center ice? Yeah, and he dove. and Yeah, but I mean, but he would also drop the gloves, and he would fight anybody. Detroit and Colorado, I mean, I don't think there was a shift that the gloves weren't dropped, and as soon as one dropped, everyone dropped. But you had those those rivalries. And it was just, it was fun hockey to watch, like Toronto and, and Montreal. That was always a fun game. I remember setting the rabbit ears on my TV at home just to watch that game. I had no vested interest in any of the, the players on that on either team, but I just knew that Ty Domi and, you know, Felix the Cat, you know, they, they, they were fun to watch. The games were fun. They were entertaining. So I'd pick up Hockey Night in Canada, and I would just watch the games. But getting to it, like, that was the heyday, I feel. Like, the early to mid-90s was, like, when that culture really shifted into, like, the greatest hockey of my lifetime was right there in that period. Because you had offense, you had defense, you had goaltenders, and you had fighters. Like, you had everything in that era. And now it's gone. Now you've got everyone is small. Everybody is fast, and everyone can score goals. But even these pros who are heavyweights, they could keep up with the play- pace of the game. They just couldn't be fancy. But not 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 to uh, cut you short or, or end up, but I just wanted to you know kind of piggyback off of that. Uh, we actually just had a Gordy Gordy Howe hat trick. It was a Philadelphia in Winnipeg. Um, the Jets. Konechny, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah, Travis Konechny. Travis Konechny, he had the gold, good old Gordie Howe hat trick. Yep, first period fight against uh, Neil Pionk. And then he had a goal. Uh, he had the goal first and he assist. And then he had a goal. But anyway. The and then, yeah. and, um, Surprise! And this is the Flyers. And you, when you think of the Flyers, you think of a, you know, well, maybe not so much now, but you know, hard-hitting, physical, fighting team. Um, this was the first time 
they had a Gordie Howe hat trick for the, on the Flyers since 2020, which I mean, I guess it's only, it's only four years, and that was um, uh, our favorite uh, player on the podcast. Which you know, going back a couple seasons, if you remember, remember Obey Kubel? I do. The disgraced cup cup dropper. <laughs> he was on the flyer at the time. He was the last one before tonight's Konecki to get the Gordy Howe hat trick. I just wanted to mention that I know it's not you know, Pred Wings related, but just wanted to mention that. Um, so I guess um, you know, not to not to move too rapidly. I guess you know, though it has been. I guess it's kind of exhausted our little topic. Um, there was a trade. Um, remember us last week we were saying there's probably going to be some trades coming up. I don't know if there's any since then. This was before, just before the outside break, I believe. Or was it just uh, Sean Monahan uh, from Montreal? Uh, this. I guess it was back February, so February second. So I think that was just before. Actually, it says Friday. He was traded to Winnipeg for us. See, Montreal will get a first round pick in this coming year's draft, a conditional third round in the twenty twenty seven draft. So, not not bad. I mean. Sean Monahan is 20. Uh, he's going to become an unrestricted free agent. He's 29 years old. So he's, you know, Montreal is getting a couple of draft picks. They're getting a first round pick this year. Um, I don't know where they'll be. I mean, they're, I don't know where they're going to be on the, where are they in the standings? They are, well, there's a head of Buffalo. So they don't know. If, it might not be a high one. They won't, might not be in the lottery. Who knows? Um, but you know, to get rid of an aging player, if you will, he's 29. Um, so he's getting to that 30 year mark. Um, he had uh 35 points this season, 13 goals, 22 assists. Um, he had last season, he had uh 25 games because of an injury. He's played 49 games this season, so he's played a little bit twice as many this season. So, you know, I guess they just needed to shake it up, and they get a couple of good picks, and you know, and then then they get that another draft pick, and you know, three years down the road. So, you know, three years from now, Monahan might not be playing. Um, so I think you know Montreal wins wins this trade. And, you know, looking back, um, Montreal or Montreal, Winnipeg is not doing very well post this trade. Uh, they have lost the last three. Um, I think that goes how many, I'm not sure how many they've played since that trade. Uh, let me look real quick, but I just wanted to get your opinion. And that was my opinion on the trade. Um, see how, how you react. Um, honestly, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the trade. I feel like it's beneficial to both. I think that I'm, I just, 
I don't have much much insight on it because I, I have a hard time with trades in general because, I mean, if you look back in the day, like Detroit had Mike Madano, you know, we got a bunch of, you know, we would always just get the big-name players, you know, via trade and um, whatnot, and some of the guys pan out and some of them don't. I mean, it's a big risk because you're changing culture. You could be changing the system. The locker room is different. Your, your line mates are different. You know, there's there's a lot that goes into that. So I mean, it's I feel like it's always kind of a gamble, but you know, it all depends on on need. But but I don't know. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll have to report back and see well, how it plays out for. Let's see. This trade was, I believe, this trade happened on the second of February. So since then, Montreal had a game on the sixth. They beat Mont- They beat Washington five, five to two. So that's you know, I mean, obviously just one game, um, but it was a pretty decent win. I mean, obviously you know, they they don't get any players obviously because because they're draft picks. Right. Um, but he's not in the locker room anymore. Um, I don't know if that's got you know if that's really a thing. But on the flip side, for Winnipeg, um. I don't know how well, the GM is excited about it. Um, let's see if he was involved in that game. Uh, the Jets lost coming out of that a trade. They played Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh got a shutout in that game, three to nothing, and then they just lost uh, to Philadelphia um, earlier with a four to one win. And then they got Pittsburgh coming up again. Um, so they've, you know, coming out of that trade, that's two, two that they dropped. Um, let me real quick see if he was in the lineup in the Pittsburgh game. Monahan had, wow, he played 15 minutes and 26 seconds. He had one shot. He had against the Flyers 17 minutes and three seconds. Five shots, so he get a little more shots this game, so he's getting more accumulated, but he was a minus two. I know you hate that stat, but, you know. Yeah. And, well, he was 50% on the face-offs. So, I mean, that's pretty good percentage face-off-wise. So, I mean, we'll see. You know, it's, it's early. It's only two games in, but, you know, the Jets are reeling. Um so we'll just see, but I think that's the, I think that was the only trade. Yeah, I think that's the only trade lately. Just that one. Um, yep. Um, While well, the January thirty first, I don't think we talked about that one. Uh, Lindholm, I don't know how we did, we missed that one. That was on January thirty first. So that was before that trade. That was uh, Elias Lindholm got traded from Calgary. I don't remember talking about that. Did we? For Kuzmenko. I don't think we did. Um, and it was, uh, they got some prospects. Actually, Vancouver from the Calgary. So Vancouver, Vancouver got Lindholm, Calgary. Cal- oh, wait, Calgary traded. Calgary got Kuzmenko, uh, a prospect, the rights to a prospect, an unsigned prospect. Um, actually, two prospects and a first round pick and a conditional pick. So, I mean, Lindholm is a pretty, pretty good player in itself. I think he did score. Uh, 
I think he did score for Vancouver in the last couple of games, but I'm not sure. But but that's that. You know, that's the Sean Manahan trade was the only one out of out of today. So that's that's it for the trades. Um, well, one thing I saw before we head into our Pred Wings ten, which is going to be really quick on my part. Um, I saw something the other day, and I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, the top five most disliked players, according to player a player poll, and and it was in the Athletic, which is I, I usually don't like to mention, uh, you know, names, but this is a, a pretty pretty uh, elite uh, publication for athletes, uh, not just NHL. It's called the Athletic, um, but this is according to players, not fans or anything else. Um, and it, it concerns the most, uh, uh, I guess, the most disliked players. Uh, before I list these, the, the top five, um, what, you know, I mean, we always talk about Brad Marchand. Um, would you, where do you, do you think, where do you think he rates on this? Or is he even in, in this list? I have no idea. Enlighten me. I don't know if you saw this list or not. I have not. Which is kind of surprising, I think. Um, and and it, I do kind of a little little side story after this about this. Um, so the number one uh, on this list, this is according to other players in the NHL. Um, I didn't say how many. Nick Cousins at 28.5% was number one most disliked. And then Brad Marchand, who who has been at the top, the most disliked for, I don't know how long, for quite a few years, I guess. I don't know how long they've been doing this. He was at 14%. So that's that's a pretty big, between one and two. Um, now, I'm not sure how many they've they asked. So, you know, it could be just a matter of two or three players. I don't know. And then you got Matthew Kachuk at three, which is not surprising at all. That was a seven, almost seven and a half percent. And then Michael Bunting, your favorite player, um, he's actually playing pretty good with Carolina. Uh, he's at fourth. That was a, uh, actually 4.08% tied with the fifth, the fifth place, Connor Garland. Not too familiar with Connor Garland. Um, not even sure where he plays. I probably should know, but he must be a pest. I don't know if you know anything about Connor Garland. No. Um, but he's fifth. So I... You know, and Nick Cousins is a former Predator. He played two seasons. Um, I'm not sure. Came I think one season he had like 57 games, I believe. Another was like 40 something. So, uh, most of most of half about probably about half a season for for two seasons. So, I mean, he was he was a pretty good player, and and he would put up his goals, and he's playing pretty good with Florida. Um, I just. I guess he's that player that you want on your team. He's he's like the disruptor, like a Brad Marchand, a Matthew Kachuk, a Michael Bunting. Um, but you know, there's as far as Nick Cousins, I believe it was uh, uh, Bieksa from Vancouver called him a rat, um, saying he's dirty. He just, I believe, he just got that suspension. Um. I know he he just come back from an injury, 
Um, but I think he had an in, he had a suspension not too long ago, I believe, against uh, hit for hit against. Um, wasn't it against the Arizona Coyote? I think it was a against a Coyote player, or am I thinking of somebody else? I, I'm, I'm almost thinking it was him. But apparently there's been some controversy going on around Nick Cousins as far as being dirty and stuff like that. But, I mean, obviously I'm not in the NHL circle. I'm not a player or coach or, or media member or, you know, anything like that. But I don't – and I'm not saying this because he's a former priority. He really – he's only – like I said, he only played parts of two seasons, so he's not like a – not like a long-time player, fan favorite like a Pekka Rene or Forsberg, but he, he did what he had to do. Um, I like his playing style. I think he's a gritty, hard, you know, he, he won't back down from a fight. He won't back down from anything. He goes right to the front of the net, scores some goals. I just don't really see him as a dirty player. So I it's kind of interesting that he would be called that. No, I agree. He's I just think he's a utility guy. He's not going to go out and score you 40 goals. He'll stand up for your team. He's just, he's probably one of those guys that's just good in the locker room as well. Yeah, he, uh, this season, he's only got two goals and three assists. Um, I almost think he had a goal tonight earlier, earlier in the game against Washington. No, he didn't. Um, but he was really, he played a really good game. As far as he didn't get any, and of course, he didn't get any penalties or anything like that. Um, but he's just one of those guys, role players, um, that you need. Um, you know, I, I don't want to be jumping, taking too much time on this little thing, but I just want to bring up that little, little story that I saw. I thought it was interesting. I thought it could, uh, really add to our show. Um, but. I guess that means it's time for a Pred Wings 10, um, which is going to be really quick because due to the All-Star break, obviously not that many games. Um, mine's the exact same as last week. Um, and just just as a refresher, uh, it was uh, Edmonton at number one, Vancouver, Boston, Carolina, Rangers, Florida, Colorado, Winnipeg, Dallas, and Tampa Bay. And I don't have any mentions or anything. Um, you know, obviously, it's a really short week, uh, but I'm sure it's going to change next week on Sunday. Yeah, mine's unchanged as well because um, not a whole lot's happened. Mine was Vancouver, Winnipeg, Colorado, Boston, the Rangers, Florida, Dallas, Philly, Carolina, Vegas, and I'm still going to special mention Toronto and Detroit. It's it's just it is a short week, so. And I didn't think that was going to be, you know, I, I really didn't think it was going to change. Um, pretty good times down in Milwaukee. They got a 12-game winning streak come, uh, happening right now. Um, I believe they're, I think they just had the, the AHL All-Star break as well. Um, they were perfect in January. 11 games played in January, 11 and all. Uh, including one in February, so they're one and all in February. Coming into this weekend's game it's against Chicago and Texas in Milwaukee, so they got a little homestand coming up. Uh, so let's see if they can keep things uh, 
keep things rolling down on the farm. Um, and just to mention, as far as, you know, they got a little bit of work to do. There's a 12-game win streak. The AHL win streak uh, record. The Nor- another Admirals team. Uh, this one was Norfolk down in Virginia. And back in 2011 and 2012, they had a 28-game win streak. And then um, the Philadelphia Phantoms and Bakersfield Condors had a 17-game win streak. Um, the Phantoms did it in 2004-2005, and the Condors did it in 2018 and 2019. So that's all I have for the Admirals. Griffins are right there behind the Admirals. I mean, the Admirals are hot. Um, Griffins have 45 points, you know, which they've they've got 14 more points than the Griffins. So the Admirals are, are a good team. But, yeah, the Griffins are, are playing much better. Um, you know, they've still got... You can blame those overtime losses for that because they've each obviously each both they both played forty games. Uh, they both have the same obviously have the same amount remaining. Um, but Milwaukee's got nine more wins, so I mean, I, I guess if it wasn't for those overtime losses, it'd be that much less, and they wouldn't be they actually be uh, under the doubt the Texas Stars. I almost call them Dallas. Um, but yeah, they're they're sitting in second because of those overtime losses. Yeah, I, I mean the Griffins are playing; they're playing well. Um, you know, one of the Bergren's leading points with thirty four by a, a long shot. He's turned it up here at the very end, or the back half of the season, if you will. Um, but they're using they're they're talking about bringing in another big name. I forgot to mention this, but the Wings have, have – there's rumors that they're looking at another big-name forward to bring in, and possible trade bait would be Jonathan Berggren. Don't know how I feel about that because, you know, we obviously need the depth in the AHL for, you know, the longevity factor of it, and hopefully he could come up and, you know, be a, a, a solid player for the Wings for years to come. But I don't know. I just – I'm just concerned that I don't want to get rid of all of our youth, but we'll see. He's having, you know, he's, he's having a great year, you know, this year he's, let's see, what does he have? He's got 13 goals and 21 assists in 31 games. So he's uh, more than a point a game. Yeah. He's looking, he's looking solid. Next big name would be Simon Edvinson with 22, and then right behind him is Carter Mazur, who I'm actually I'm I'm excited. I hope that he comes up. He plays kind of a gritty style. He's a forward, so you know it'd be it'd be fun to to have him come up. Griffins have their own little streak going. They, they got a six game winning streak, so yeah. they're that's only half. You know, six another six more, and they can catch the the, the Milwaukee's. Uh, yeah, I mean Sebastian Costa, he's he's playing really well right now as well. You know, can't can't hate on him this year. See Mark Jankowski, he's third in the AHL with forty six points behind two Texas stars. And, you know, Hershey is there they go again. They're they're leading the whole AHL. And guy that just got called up to Washington because Hershey's Washington's uh He's leading the whole AHL in assists with 36. That's Mike Scarbosa. So it's kind of 
I mean, maybe it'll give uh, Jankowski some chance to catch him. He's five assists behind him. Um, so, seems like Hershey's always right there in the top of the standings. So, maybe they can cool off a little bit. Yeah, they've been playing well. And they're, you know, always seems like Washington's, Washington always seems to have a really good uh, affiliate. Um, but I think that's it. You know, if that's all you got for the Griffins. Yeah, that's all I got. We both got the Ottawa-Detroit game one wrong. Um, and I got the Predators-Ottawa game wrong, and you got that one correct. Mm-hmm. And we both got the Kings-Preds uh, game wrong. So that leads us into the Wings week. Let's see. looks like the 10th, I think it starts. Yep. I We've got the uh, Vancouver comes to Detroit. I'm going to the win. I'm I'm gonna put us on a on a nice little hot streak here. Um, you know I think we're gonna win that one. Um, then we have we're going to Edmonton, which I'm also gonna say a win, because they just got their first streak. I think we can hang. I think we're gonna do it. And then Vancouver, we're at Vancouver, and I'm gonna do a loss against Vancouver. Then the seventeenth, we head to Calgary, and I'm going to say a win in Calgary, and then we head to Seattle to round out the West Coast trip here, and I'm going to say a loss there. So I'm going to go win, win, loss, win, loss. What do you got for them, D-Law? Um, well, we'll probably end up revisiting these picks because uh, we're probably going to record our regular show coming up, but um, they got some hot teams coming up. Um. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna say they're gonna to lose to Vancouver because uh, Vancouver's been playing pretty pretty good lately, even though it's in Detroit. Edmonton, I know they just came off that uh, lost that game to lot that ending in their win streak. Uh, that's that's back in Edmonton. Wow, they got a four game road trip coming up. I'm gonna call that one a loss. Um, and then I'm gonna say. Uh, Van- another Vancouver. God, two. They're in a different conference, so they play two two games in the whole season against the Western Conference team, and they're both within within a week. <laughs> How many times does that happen? So anyway, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna call that one a loss to Vancouver. The second, I don't know, to sweep Vancouver or. Vancouver's going to sweep Detroit, I mean. So the 17th against Calgary, their Calgary's, well, they were playing, they were playing pretty good. Um, I'm going to say that one lost, so I know a little four-game losing streak for them. Sorry. No, nope, that's okay. And, and I have been right. I mean, I'm 27 per, or 27 correct for the Wings to year 22, and I'm at 54%, so maybe, maybe you can catch up to me there. Um, on the Preds front here, we have Arizona again. Oh, great, Arizona. Yeah, I guess that's probably going to be a loss. Although the last time I picked the loss, I think the Preds won. And then we got New Jersey coming. And again, we'll probably end up revisiting these picks uh, in our next show. Um New Jersey's kind of in a funk. It's in it's in Nashville. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that was a win, a Preds win. 
And then they got Dallas coming up at home. Dallas has been watching a couple of their last games. They're kind of up and down. I know they're get they they just Dallas just played Buffalo and they won uh, because of their goaltender. Uh, they probably should have lost that game. So Dallas has been kind of up and down, but I th- I think the Preds are going to find a way to win this game again. And then looks like. So I can do the uh, St. Louis. I got to go to St. Louis. So that Dallas game is going to be the last game of a homestand. So they, they were on a four-game homestand right now. And then they'll go out. And then after the Dallas game, they're on a five-game home or five-game road trip um, starting in St. Louis, which is really not that far away. Um, I think I think they'll find a way to beat St. Louis then. And then uh, I can when the next shows we'll do that the next ones the twentieth so we'll we'll just do the up to the seventeenth for the Preds. Well, I've got um, Arizona. I'm going to the loss. The Devils. I'm going to go with the win. Um, Dallas. I could go either way. I think they're going to lose that one, and then we're going to St. Louis. At St. Louis, I think they win that one. Yeah, the Dallas game was. It all depends on who shows up, I guess. I mean, obviously, every game that said that is like that. It, it's a rivalry game that's just going to be probably one to mark on your calendar to watch, um, even if you're not a fan of these two teams. Because um, it's always an entertaining game when these two teams hook up. So it's, it's going to be a fun one to watch. Um, you know, probably give me. You know, that's let's see. That is actually next next week as we record this. So, you know, they got can't look too far ahead because you still they still got two games before that. Um, so hopefully the Predators aren't overlooking Arizona, um, and they had a whole week off to do this. So, um, I think that's about all I got um, for this week. And uh, we'll be back on our regular regular uh, night. I'm hoping, um, which we normally record on Sunday night. Um, I know that's a Super Bowl night, so should see no issue with this. Even though it's a Super Bowl, might be over by then anyway. (laughs) But uh, if you have, unless you have anything to add, I'm I don't. I'm good. Another good show. A little bit, actually. A little, I thought it was gonna be a shorter show, but it looks like it's going off a little bit. A little bit on the long, but that's okay. A nice little discussion. Our social media: Pred Wings Podcast on Facebook, Discord, and Instagram. X and YouTube were at Pred Wings Pod, and our email is Pred Wings Podcast at gmail dot com. So once again, uh, thanks for tuning in to episode eighty of the Pred Wings Podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. See ya, Smashville.